Welcome to the Humans of Real Estate, your weekly podcast chatting with real estate industry professionals. We bring you top performing individuals to showcase their knowledge and expertise in the business to help others learn and grow. Here's your hosts, Kobe Clark-Jacobs and Emily Wallace. We welcome our guest today, Branko LeMake from Jazz Stevens. Branko has 20 years of real estate experience starting in the outer suburbs and now in the inner suburbs of Yarraville for the past 16 years. Integrity, professionalism, product knowledge and being a student of the game have been critical pillars of his success. Branko is also our top supporter and number one listener of Humans (laughs) of Real Estate. So we are very excited to have him on board today. Gee, shucks. I didn't, didn't realise I was your number one supporter. There you go. No, I, I enjoy a good podcast and, um, yeah, I love listening to you ladies. So, bit of a bit of a fan. Thanks for being a fan. We appreciate it. No it's problem. nice to actually meet our listeners as well because, obviously, you produce this podcast weekly. We see that people are listening to it, yes. um, but we don't necessarily know who they are. So, thank you for supporting. Most welcome. Um, Branko, I'd love to start from the start. You've been in real estate a while. Um as many people that we've interviewed have, some have had a short since so far, some have been it for a long time. How did you come about real estate? Is it going to be the classic line of you fell into it or <laughs> is it going to be you intended to get into it? I'm nodding here. So yes, I did fall into it like most of us did. Dad passed away when I was 18. So so relatively young in life and uh, you're, you're sort of always looking to, to try and find a, a bit of... Um, a bit of a path professionally mm. and whatnot. Mum happened to be, uh, for most of my youth, uh, an investor in real estate. Mum loves a little bit of risk. Mm. Uh, mum, mum and dad have never earned a lot of money, so we certainly weren't flushed with money or, or anything like that. But uh, mum was a, a hard worker, as was dad. And mum happened to be, I guess, the driver of that with mum and, with, with, with my parents. So um, ultimately, she was, during my uni years and, and TAFE years, she was the one that was um, yeah, listening to many seminars at the time uh, if you recall you know you'd go to a seminar and pick mm-hmm. up a, an idea or two in the 90s and ended up picking up some real estate buying some real estate and um, again probably being a guiding light without even realizing it probably subconsciously at the time and then you know one thing leads to another and um, I'm at university uh, over in uh, Victoria University studying a business management course which I never ended up finishing so I just didn't like it <laughs> um, and ultimately you know mum would be at work and I'd be at home uh, my days off during uni and this is a day, days before mobile phones and uh, people will be ringing <laughs> i.e. agents all the time is Libby home is Libby home is Libby home I'd like <laughs> to speak to Libby just following up with Libby dot 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 and it was just constant it was a barrage mum was uh, quite obsessed <laughs> at, at a certain point um, and ultimately uh, you know one thing leads to another I said mum can you stop get these agents to stop calling the house <laughs> um, but look probably subconsciously um, the involvement that mum's had over over you know, a, a quite a duration really um, in real estate and investment-wise has probably rubbed off on me. Mm. And mum just said to me one day, you know, why don't you have a have a go at this? Why don't you have a crack at it? Because at that particular time, I'd finished a uh, an advanced diploma at, um, at uh, Victoria University in uh, international trade, so import-export. Oh, wow. Was working in, in that field for around about 15 to 18 months, give or take. I can't recall exactly, earning the princely sum of uh, twenty seven or $28,000. <laughs> I just couldn't see sort of a path forward uh, that was going to be uh, respectful obviously, to that industry and anybody that's listening in that's in that industry. Uh, but it just wasn't for me at the time and probably not what I thought it was cranked up to be. So um, I thought I've got nothing to lose. I was 25 years of age and, and thought, why not? Let's give it a crack. And here we are 20, 20, years, later. 20 years later, which is uh, almost uh, unreal, really. Mm. Mm. That's such an interesting um, pathway in terms of your mum having such an influence. I think that's the first time I've heard that line of progression and certainly to have 
without being sexist because females are investors in real estate, but typically, particularly, and obviously with your father passing when you were younger, mum was left to probably provide. Um, but that's a very interesting way. So she is she like a serial investor? Does she have lots of properties? Yeah, she or? has been. I, uh, I actually sold her last one for her just... Uh, we tried to sell it middle of last year, but oh. lockdown after lockdown, mm. uh, just didn't allow us to do it when we wanted to and ended up selling it in uh, October um, really successfully and went really well in, in the inner west. Uh, but she's had real estate everywhere from uh, the inner west. Um, she's had them up in Queensland, um, mm-hmm. Ormeo, I think it's called, um, oh. uh, suburb. They were sort of outer suburbs at the time, new estates. Mum bought a little duplex, um, doubled her money, sold that, flipped it at, at the time. Uh, she's purchased, you know, off-the-plan apartments, which haven't been the greatest of purchases mm. Mm. Uh, for her. That they've probably been the only instances, one or two times, where she, you know, probably lost a little bit of money just due to the premium you're typically paying to develop a premium mm. off, for off-the-plan purchases. But again, she's, you know, invested in flats in, um, you know, around here, not, not far away from Hotham Street in St Kilda. Um, you know, Dandenong Road up in Malvern, uh, yeah. just up before you get to uh, the university there, mm-hmm. uh, Monash University campus in Clayton. Um, so she's she's yeah Sunshine West where my grandparents uh, you know built their first home in in the, in the early 50s when they came as migrants and really set up our family here in this country. Obviously our family home in, also in Sunshine West the other the other family home that we had in Sunshine. So she currently lives in in, in Edgewater over in Maribyrnong. So she's dabbled in lots of real estate over the mm. years and probably some other stuff I don't know about or, <laughs> or, or forgotten about. But but it's it's an incredible influence to have um, and an inspiring influence to have mm. um, a, a mother or father or a parent to really mm. guide you in a way that you're probably at the time not realising they're guiding you mm. and creating a, an incredible example for you. So uh, that's something that's, that's incredibly important to me. 100%. She sounds like a great role model. She has been. I'm very lucky. Very lucky, yeah. Very lucky. <laughs> so with your mum being an investor, do you invest in real estate? I uh, have a little bit. Yeah. Um, have a little bit. Um, we've, we've sold a couple of those investments off recently to do some other things with a family home. So we've recently sold our family home and mm. we're now... Uh, doing another renovation as if one wasn't enough and uh, <laughs> looking forward to that during these times of uh, you know increased uh, increased costs and uh, obviously you know, supply and chain challenges but um, yeah we're, we're doing that at the moment so looking forward to that for, for our young family. In terms of I guess influence and mentors outside of mum who sounds like an awesome one um, is there anyone in particular you turn to real estate or not real estate related that sort of has an influence on who you are as a person or how you operate? I was just going to ask yeah. that. <laughs> we were talking no. about it pre-recording. Oh. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, um, sometimes there are people that, as I said, you don't even realise they're mentors to you at the particular time where they're, when they are in your life. But you do look back and you join the dots and, and there are people, there have been people both in real estate and, and externally outside of real estate. Uh, there have been some other family members uh, who, I, who I look up to that are very entrepreneurial. Um, again, not real estate at all. Mm. Just happened actually being the in the import-export game, actually, of all things. Um, you know, but, but my family have been uh, incredible uh, from a standpoint of uh, we're all workhorses, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's just, it's probably that European migrant coming to a, a new country for my grandfather, you know, working multiple jobs, building two, hand, two, two houses literally with his own hands, oh. um, trying to get his brothers set up in the country uh, as they come to the country. Then my late dad coming to the country in the, in the really early 70s grinding mum hard mm. worker mum just retired now at 75 years of age wow. um, Go yeah, mum. just earlier this year <laughs> in, in february so mum's mum's uh, uh, i know i mentioned her before but these sorts of people around you they're, they're incredible inspirations my sister's mm. a workhorse my wife's an incredibly hard worker uh, she's been at home now for the last you know four or five years without with our kids and again that's the toughest job of them all mm. uh, that i can assure you being a parent uh, 
incredibly difficult. But then within the real estate space, uh, I look all over the country. I don't just look locally. I don't just look within our business. I look, uh, Kaby and I were just talking about some books and, and podcasts that we that we both have interests in. And um, I think you can find inspiration everywhere. And it does not have to be real estate or it does not have to be in the, in the space that you actually work in. Mm. It can be in IT. It can be uh, through authors. It can be through life experience. It can be through a whole bunch of different things. But yeah, certainly I've had people in, in industry uh, that have helped me, have given me opportunities, um, people that you met along the way, developers. One of my great clients has taught me uh, a lot of things. We met innocuously through a sale um, in West Footscray in 2008. He's since become my greatest client that I've, that I've had and I continue to sell for him, you know, probably anywhere from five to ten properties a year uh, through the wow. syndicate Through the syndicate that they have, a um, bunch of guys that are based in the northern suburbs. Um, and they've been lifelong friends for you know 40, 50 years with each other, and there's things to learn from those sort of long-term relationships with I, which I personally value in my circle of, of friends and influence. So when I see it from others that are that are also influencing you know my decisions, uh, respect it even more. So uh, absolutely, lots of influences, but um, it's hard to pinpoint to answer your questions. Hard to pinpoint <laughs> one specific person, yeah. but they come from a variety of different sources as long as you're open to that as long as you're open to learning if you're a lifelong learner and Mm. as we said (laughs) that student of the game type mentality uh, you will find sources of information sources of inspiration that will drive you no matter what you're doing in life yeah for sure from the sounds of it you have a lot of lifelong clients and I would love to know what you think sets yourself apart from other agents and why you think all of your clients have chosen you good question (laughs) um sometimes it's hard to ask or answer these questions um, when, when someone's asking you, but probably the look the things that you try to concentrate on the most are just doing the right thing by people. Uh, I know it sounds pretty broad, um, but I find you know if you're simply chasing what it is that that real estate provides sometimes for a lot of people, which is a you know a good financial base for yourself or your family or whatnot, that's the thing that you're striving for. Uh, I'm not sure that that's going to be um, probably enough. Uh, you need to make sure that you have integrity you need to make sure you're doing the right thing by people at all times whether it's at your own cost or not uh, sometimes you might not make a dollar out of that person you might not make or you might not have an ongoing relationship with that person but the way I look at it what's wrong with helping people what's wrong with giving people advice free advice or otherwise uh, and I think if you live by that mantra then you're going to be fine in life at all times and, and again there's people that have set examples for me um, you know, through my formative years in, in life, and I think those early early parts of your life, those formative years are the, are the critical ones because environment is everything, as far as I'm concerned. And mm. when new people come to our business, we try to give them uh, a really good platform, not just the brand, not just the tools, not just the scripts, the dialogues, and all those sorts of things, but it's the coaching, it's the mentoring, it's teaching them the right thing to do at the right time, no matter what. Uh, and even if it's at, uh, at your detriment at that particular point in time, if it's the right thing by that person. Mm. That's the most important thing. So to answer your question, Kobe, it's it's just doing the right thing by people at all times uh, and having integrity every single every single step of the way. When it comes to uh, prospecting and, and looking for, you know, obviously you've got long-standing clients, but mm-hmm. there's potential for always looking for new business. Um, recently attending ARIC, it was fascinating to be a, a BA listening in to the real estate agents and all their different ways of prospecting. And, you know, some don't do calls at all. Others do three 45-minute sessions a day. Others just do social media. What would you say, like, if you could only do one form of prospecting, what would you say would be the most beneficial to your business? Good question. I think the most important thing is to work out what you enjoy doing the most. Uh, there's no point doing something that somebody's forcing you to do. Somebody's saying to you, you've got to sit down for 45 minutes or you've got to 
make 200 calls for the week or you've got to go and have coffee with somebody once a week and whatnot, um, I think you've got to find your niche if you like. So mm-hmm. I've never been a guy that sits down at the phone and, and makes the 100 or 200 calls. Um, you know, James Tostevin's probably the, the guy, the benchmark still probably even today. He's, he's got unbelievable resilience, tenacity and, and, and the willingness to want to make those calls. And, and I, you know, I respect James greatly for that and uh, works incredibly well for his business. Um, but again, you've got to have that in you to, to want to want to do that. Um, I haven't been that type of a guy where I'd sit down at the call at the you know at the table or wherever it might be and just pump out the call after call after call. Naturally, there are times when you when you're doing that. But uh, my best way to do prospect, if you want to call it that, is just connecting with people. Going back to what we spoke about before, it's uh, meeting with people, having coffee, uh, sitting down with them uh, across the table, and, and just giving the best possible advice that I feel as though would work for that particular person. And uh, we spoke before about how your podcast is growing and how your business is growing and whatnot. Um, and again, it's it's very, very similar. It's growing organically. And naturally, in real estate, time's your best friend. Um, everybody wants to have success immediately, but it's not that possible. Uh, no. And we spoke, you know, probably about a realistically a three, four, five year timelines, mm-hmm. really, uh, when you start to, you know, the rubber rubber starts to hit the road and you start to, you know, get some traction. You start to get a repeat client or two. Yes, you mm-hmm. start to make a little bit of an income uh, in real estate. But prior to that, it's a, it's a grind. It's really tough. It's product knowledge. It's getting to know people. It's getting to know your industry. It's reaching out to your colleagues. It's doing things that we're doing right now and mm-hmm. uh, sharing information with people. So um, I don't think there's a form of prospecting that uh, that is absolutely right for everybody. For, for myself, uh, Emily, I think the most important thing is to connect with people and, and certainly as I get later on in my career I'm 20 years in now but but early on in the piece it's about you know doing those little things and you have to you know do the hours the hours have to be put in otherwise you're just going to fall behind pretty quickly so uh, whereas now you can sort of pick and choose a little bit in terms of how you go about it. Yeah, for sure there's lots of flexibility in real estate. Um, Branko we were talking about who are your mentors and who you look up to do you think anyone um, has you as their mentor? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Um, look, I've, I've got a leadership position in our business that naturally is one of the shareholders at Jazz Stevens and partners of the business. So I'd like to think the answer is yes. <laughs> you probably need to ask them that. But look, part of my role has been to um, nurture and develop and, and coach uh, the young people that, that or young or otherwise, so new people coming into our business. Um, so I'd like to think the answer is yes. But that's probably a question you're going to have to ask uh, some ask of my them. people <laughs> in my team uh, if they're sitting at this table at some point. But yeah, I'd like to think yes. That's good. <laughs> um, being, you know, humans of real estate, obviously there's a focus in this show of the real estate piece. But outside of real estate, what's Branko's life look like? What do, what do you do outside of real estate? I know it's a lifestyle, but there must be things that go on that are not property related. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So first and foremost, I'm a, I'm a family man, so we've got a a four-year-old uh, little little girl and a two-year-old boy. So um, myself and my wife. So um, we live a, a very busy life, uh, as most parents do. Um, even if you're not working, it's it's a it's a busy time with kids. Uh, let alone if you are working and trying to juggle all those things. But as I said before, Danielle is uh, at home with the kids, uh, looks after them, and does an amazing job. And uh, I tip my my cap to her. She's uh, so tough, and uh, as particularly you know, just during the times that we've been through, it's been uh, incredibly difficult mm-hmm. uh, for for all families. So, um, so that's something that we that we're super proud. Of. That's our, without question, our biggest achievement in life is bringing two beautiful kids into the world. Uh, Daniela did that. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I moral support. I can't claim that. Just moral support. Um, but 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 apart from that, I mean, uh, you know, family life drives everything. Um, you know, from you know, still spending time a lot of time with mum and 
Daniela's family and friends. I uh, like to have a drink and catch up and um, go out for dinner with mates and uh, doing all the, all the normal things that we all do. Um, outside of that, I love my old cars, um, oh. or even new cars, but uh, <laughs> I'm a car guy, typical boy, right? So um, like anything that goes fast and anything that's a bit of a classic. So uh, I'm, I'm, into, I'm into cars. Um, love my NBA basketball, NFL football. So uh, all those sort of things. Um, Gonna just enjoy life, I think, and mm. I'm a little bit more philosophical about life at this point. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, when you're when you're in your early early stages of your career, and you're probably in your 20s, or even just in life in general, your your outlook on life's a bit different. But uh, it's a lot more it's a lot more measured now. I do a lot more reflecting uh, these days, and a lot more working on my myself as far as uh, a person, and just trying to be a lot more self aware. So all those sort of things that you enjoy outside of work, I think, are a reflection on how you've changed as a person over your life. But mm. A lot of those uh, fundamental things that I'm interested in haven't changed. It's just maybe how you look at those things maybe do change over time. But yeah, certainly family's number one, mm. uh, unquestionably. And I just want to make sure I'm a, I'm a great dad and a great husband and then a real estate agent after that. When do you think your mindset changed um, from the beginning of your career till now? Uh, pr- probably the beginning is just uh, it's an upward swing, Kobe. So mm. it's, you don't have time to, you know, the old work-life balance thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that's a, it's a constant battle, constant challenge for everyone. So, I think one of the things you find is we're all trying to cra- we all crave or we're looking for that that middle that middle ground, you know, that, that work life balance. But honestly, I'm, I'm not sure that there is a, a work life balance if you if you're truly serious about real estate. And I say and I say it respectfully, I mean, depending on how somebody wants to wants to integrate themselves into this industry into this business. But I think in the early going, once you're on that upward swing, you just have to put the hours in. You have to put the extra time in. You know, I follow a, a, a number of different people, um, you know, talking about mentors and whatnot, but um, and this concept of the unseen hours when you're, when, you're, when you're not at work, when you're not in front of the client, when you're not calling an auction, when you're not with your colleagues, it's are you working on your game, so to speak, right? Are you sporting parlance again? But uh, are you working on yourself? Are you, are you reading? Are you listening to podcasts? Are you, is your mind in the right place or... Um, is your mind sort of um, wandering, um, you know, worrying about what you're going to do on the weekend and whatnot. So you've got to have a balance in that regard. But if you're serious about this particular industry, I think it's an all-encompassing industry. I think we all agree with that around this table. It's yeah. a, it, <laughs> is, it is all-consuming. And, and, and for those of us that have been in it for a long time, understand that, uh, you know, you can probably be a little bit more, I guess you can probably pick and choose a little bit more as you, as you get on in, in your career and, and be a bit more disciplined in, in how you use your time. And look, I'm, I'm probably a good example of that. We're, since since our, our, our children were born, I made a conscious decision, conscious effort to make sure I'm home at 5.30. Mm. Okay, so it's no more late, late, late appointments. I, I remember coming home at, you know, 8, 9, 10, 10.30, normal. Daniela would, she understands the life of an estate agent, what it takes to get deals done and whatnot, but... At the same time, once once your priorities change, it's not like I've forgotten about my clients and don't care about real estate. Quite the contrary, it's about being focused on things that really now matter to you, which is family first, and then everything falls into place after that. So you've got to full, get those big rocks, so to speak, in place. Make sure that you spend the time. And I wanted to be home at five thirty, have dinner. I wanted to bath the kids. I wanted to put the kids to bed, and that's my routine. And that's what gives me genuine joy, happiness, and fulfilment. Mm. Uh, and to ask the, I think we just touched on before, um, you know about variations in, in, in where your career's been and fulfillment in life now compared to when I was in my 20s looks completely different. So I'm, I'm a lot more at ease, a lot more comfortable in my own skin than you probably are in your, in your 20s when you're, when you're worried about what people think or worry about what you're going to say, how it might be possibly misconstrued or whatnot. But as your skill set improves as well, um, you're a lot more confident. And when, when I'm sitting there you know, training 
our young people uh, coming through the business, uh, you're confident in what you're delivering because you've done it and you've been around the block a few times and, uh, and you know, hopefully, as we said before, uh, you're mentoring them, showing them the right path and, and they're, they're getting something out of it as well. Yeah. Just in closing, what does the future look like for you? I know you sort of touched on the fact that you're possibly now taking more of a leadership role within the business um, as opposed to sort of more of the grind when you were first entering real estate. What does the future look like? And well, the future future still remains. I'm still listing and selling uh, yep. out in the street on, on any given any given weekend. So that that doesn't really change. And I, that's that's honestly what I love doing. Um, you know, auctioning properties and sitting and guiding clients. And uh, still, nothing gives me much joy, more joy, if, if you like, from a real estate standpoint than. Uh, and you guys will probably resonate. This will resonate with you guys as well. But you know, when I sell a property to a first home buyer, you know, I've been like I said, a long time in the game, but it still gives me genuine joy and it's very very uplifting when you see how much happiness you can bring to a person by bringing things together on the day when they're putting the sold sticker up and high-fiving and hugging and you know when you when you say going going sold and you hear the scream you hear this (laughs) were you there the day that we won the auction yeah 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 yeah. 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 but but those sorts of things when they happen organically like that honestly as as an agent Mm. uh, yes you know technically you're on the other side of the fence right representing the vendor but it just gives you so much bloody joy yeah right? uh, and, it, and it's it's beautiful to be honest so yeah uh, those sort of things are great so i really love doing that uh but yeah naturally as a, as a partner in the business we, we're always looking to recruit great people we're always looking to to make sure the business is on an upward swing uh we don't like to stand pat jazz you know jazz stevens has been a, a long-standing brand we're about to mm. hit our 100th year next year oh, wow. so wow so 19, 19, 19, yeah, 1923 i didn't do it all so <laughs> my, mine's a very 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 small part but um, it's incredible to be a part of a business like that because, um, you know, I think we, we looked at some stats recently and ours is a fourth generation family business and there was a stat something along the lines of only 4% of businesses are around for 100 years or something along those lines. Wow. So don't, don't quote me. <laughs> no, it sounds about right though because yeah. businesses don't typically have that lifespan. Longevity, yeah. yeah. Typically, typically if the founder either either passes away or, or other members either of a family or, or, or another director doesn't want to continue the path of... of of the journey that the original founder uh, mm. went along, uh, it does make it difficult for that company to grow, or it gets acquired, or there's a merger that happens, or or it just dies off. And uh, thankfully, you know, with the family, generational family as- aspect of the Stevens family, it's been um, yeah a real joy to mm. to number one work for them, uh, number two uh, be a partner in the business with them. And it's uh, it's been certainly uh, if there's if there's probably the one biggest achievement or one biggest joy in real estate, that's probably been it. That mm. I never went into this industry at all ever thinking i was going to be a business owner yeah it's awesome and, and, and you know to be uh to be that now it's a yeah, it's a real privilege so um yeah so lots more of that uh, continuing to grow and nurture people and uh, look what other opportunities uh, come off the back of that emily so that's uh, that's essentially what the future holds love it well it's been a pleasure to speak with you today um I know Kobe and I have enjoyed it. Yes, been, it's you. a long time coming. Actually, I feel. Yeah, we, yeah. On the podcast. We, had, we had about two or three. St- <laughs> yeah, st- yeah, Stole. false starts. Yeah, yeah. So, which has been all good. All good. We got here in the end. Thank you so much for being a part of it um, and being a listener and being a supporter. We really, really appreciate it. Most um, welcome. And we wish you all the best into the future. Thanks, heaps, ladies. Thanks, appreciate it. Cheers.